Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at On Sunday, July 15, 2012, at around 10 p.m., 19-year-old Christian Muse from Fort Washington, Maryland, told his dad, Michael Muse, that he will be going out and will be back, but he did not return this night. A few days later, Christian was last seen in the Glass Manor area of Oxon Hill, Maryland, which is an estimated 17-minute, 8-mile distance from Fort Washington. From that day on, Christian was not seen again. On July 20th, Christian's dad reported him missing. This is the Missing Found Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Harlow. Before we get into the case, I have a few details to share about the show. The Missing Found is a true crime podcast focusing mainly on unsolved missing person cases in the Black community. The cases that I cover have either gone cold have little to no media coverage, or have gone without conclusion. You can follow the show on Instagram at The Missing Found or at Medium at The Missing Found to read our script. I also would like to mention that we have a case suggestion form in the show notes or description box that you can complete to submit your case suggestions that are of the Black and Missing. I ask that you please like, share, and subscribe and comment to share your thoughts on this case. This is case episode five, The Disappearance of Christian Muse. The truth is, we all face hardships of some kind, and you never know the struggles a person is going through. Behind every smile, there's a story of a personal struggle by Adrian C. Moore. From the moment we are born and throughout our life, we will experience hard times. 
as a baby, those hard times may be wanting milk or because our parents made a sudden move and it disturbed our slumber. As we grow older, we encounter other issues, like when another student cuts the line to walk to the assembly room. As we progress into young adults, those issues will change in some which are the direct result of what we may have endured when we were children. Oftentimes, those issues are kept buried in our memory and sometimes are never brought up or something may trigger that memory. When we retain those negative childhood encounters, it can grow heavy on us and affect the way we communicate and our actions well into adulthood. Sometimes those experiences are not even known to us as they were negative encounters, just to end up buried in our memories. As a defense mechanism, we can accept it and deal with the mental anguish of it, or we can discuss it and release ourselves from it. And both are not easy. Today we're discussing the mysterious disappearance of Christian Muse, a 19-year-old male who went missing in Prince George's County, Maryland. I will share some details about Christian, the story of his disappearance, and findings surrounding his disappearance. Discuss the facts of the case that we know, and at the end I will share some public thoughts from Christian's dad, as well as my thoughts on what may have happened. A Bright Future Ahead Christian Muse was born on March 1st, 1993. Christian is a twin to his sister, and together they have one older brother. Christian lived with his dad, Michael Muse, was very smart and he did well in high school, with making honor roll twice in his senior year at Oxon Hill High School. Though he did have some troubles, like many of us, he graduated high school, had friends he often hung out with in his neighborhood in Fort Washington, and then went to pursue HVAC at a local community college. After high school, Christian attended and graduated from Prince George's Community College, taking several college courses for a trade in HVAC, which was the start of him looking for HVAC technician jobs with his new certifications he earned. Christian was finally getting on the right path to pursue what he has worked so hard for. He was very much loved and considered to be the life of the party. Michael recalls seeing Christian walk across the stage at his graduation from his community college and being happy that he did it. Oh, I was so proud of him. To see him smile as he walked across the stage like, see that? I told you I could do it. Through many of Christian's accomplishments, he had legal troubles from some run-ins with the law. At this time, he was dealing with robbery charges, all while working to get his life back on track. After watching an interview that Michael did with Shandrea T. on YouTube, it is to my understanding that the robbery charge was during the time Christian was in high school. By attending PG Community College, it was his way of getting back on track to enter into the workforce. A Childhood Secret While having a conversation with his dad, Christian revealed some disturbing details about something that happened to him in his childhood. He revealed that he was molested by his older cousin on his mom's side. He shared that he was molested from age 3 to 16 by his cousin who was 7 years older than him. It was news to his family and they did work together for charges to be brought onto the cousin. Due to the age difference at the time, once the cousin turned 21, Christian was still a minor and it then transitioned to statutory rape. Christian's family did refer him to speak with the therapist, which was successful, but legally, Christian chose not to cooperate. 
In order for the cousin to be brought to justice, he would have had to cooperate since he was the victim. With that, Christian was privately dealing with his own sexuality and a lifestyle that he kept to himself. It was mentioned that Christian was involved in a sex trafficking ring that exploited him and around 14 other underage victims that involved child pornography. At the time, he was 15 or 16 years old when this took place, and the organization allegedly paid him and the other victims for the acts. We will go a little more in depth on this later into my case analysis. With everything going on in Christian's life with legal issues and experimenting with drugs, it all makes sense that these issues may have been brought on from the abuse he suffered at the hands of his cousin, or at least contributing factors of it. Dad, I'll be back. On Sunday, July 15, 2012, around 10 p.m., Christian told his dad that he will be back home and will see him later. That was the last time Michael saw his son. Now, Christian did not return home. However, he was seen a few days later in the Glass Manor area of Oxon Hill, Maryland. It is not public knowledge as to why he did not return home later that night on July 15th or even that next day, who he was with or what exactly he was doing in the area, which was only around eight miles from his home in Fort Washington, Maryland. Christian was last seen with a neighbor by the name of Lonnie. From there, Lonnie stated that he was waiting with Christian for someone to pick him up, and that was the last time he saw Christian. It is not known who Christian was last with after being dropped off or exactly where he was dropped off. After listening to the interview that Michael did, the drop-off location where Christian was supposed to meet someone did not seem far from his home and still in the vicinity. New Beginnings and a New Life After his disappearance, it was later revealed Christian was an expecting father. The young lady who was pregnant by Christian spoke with him three or four days after he disappeared. This young lady is the last known person he has spoken to, according to his father. The young lady mentioned that Christian said he could not share where he was at the time, but he does plan on coming to North Carolina to start a family and raise their child together. It is not known how far along the young lady's pregnancy was or where she lived. I can only believe that she lived in North Carolina since she stated that Christian said he will come to North Carolina to start a family and raise their child together. That was the last time on record that she has heard from Christian. Sex Trafficking Nine months after Christian's disappearance, a Washington, D.C. police detective who was working in conjunction with the FBI had contacted Michael to obtain information from Christian regarding the child trafficking ring that he and several other young males were victims in. Now, this case is separate from Christian's missing person case, but because he was linked to the ring as a victim, they wanted to gather details since Christian had to have information that would help incriminate the organization of adults involved and solidify their case against them. The most ironic thing about this is that the D.C. police detective could not locate any of the boys that were involved. Where is Christian? Where are the other male victims? Did D.C. police ever get in contact with them? Did they all go missing or just chose not to speak with the police? Christian Muse found sightings and rumors. Since then, from public knowledge, there has not been any new developments, official confirmed sightings, or contact from Christian. 
Now, I, I have to say, there has been some reports from people seeing him around the DMV area. And the DMV stands for the Metropolitan Areas of D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. But just like with a lot of cases I've reviewed, people say they spotted the missing person, but usually it's no photos or video evidence to solidify the alleged sighting. There has been some talk early into his disappearance. According to Michael, he heard from different sources that Christian was killed and that the person knows who killed him. Detectives did follow up on that claim and spoke to the man who made that statement, but he denied it. Then, an inmate in jail said that Christian was buried in the woods in Arizona, and even recently that he was seen in 2017 in Forestville, Maryland, which is about 20 miles away from Fort Washington and still in PG County. The stories just don't add up and are possibly hearsay or false information. I found out about Christian Muse being missing in 2014 from the Black and Missing Foundation. There was not much coverage about his case and really who Christian is and who he was before his disappearance. Even still today, in 2022, there isn't much coverage or updates on Christian, so the resources we're using are directly from his father or from short articles online. Now, I want to go into some facts about the case and shed thoughts that Michael Muse have publicly stated. In this case, we will not discuss theories in respect for the family because Michael has stated that his definition of a theory is similar to a conspiracy, and that's just not the case here. Christian's case has so many layers, and we don't want to taint or jeopardize it in any way with theories that cannot be backed by factual details and evidence since the details surrounding his case are scant. So the fast facts. Fact one. Christian did have some problems in his teen years with crime and drug use. However, these situations could have been brought on because he was a victim of sexual abuse and was molested as a very young child by a cousin up until age 16. Fact 2. Christian had struggles with his sexuality. Fact 3. Christian was a victim of sex trafficking that involved child pornography that was filmed and distributed online. He was paid by the organization of adults. He was also one of several other young males. There is no information on the organization online, and I believe this is because it was under active investigation and has not been released to the media. I want to also mention that not everything is considered newsworthy or going to make it to the news. So this could be why we just have not heard about it and the locals in that area. Fact 4. D.C. police cracked down on the case and reached out to Michael to get in touch with Christian to help with the case. But by then, he was already missing, along with the other young males who could not be located. It is not known who the individuals that were behind the sex trafficking ring, where they are today, and if it's directly tied to Christian's disappearance. Fact 5. Christian left his home, never returned home, but was seen eight miles away a few days after leaving his home in Fort Washington. He also called the mother of his unborn child three or four days after disappearing, mentioning that he cannot reveal his location. Fact 6. According to the mother of Christian's unborn child at the time, she stated that he said he will come to North Carolina so they can start a family and raise their child together. However, after multiple attempts after that call to contact him and from family, 
his phone was going to voicemail. Fact 7. Before his disappearance, he not too long ago graduated from Prince George's Community College after getting certified in HVAC. He was looking for a job in that field. Fact 8. Michael believes no doubt that Christian left on his own. It could have been for the safety of his family. He just doesn't know why or where. As Michael stated, he believes Christian left on his own, but he doesn't know why or what reason for him not returning home. Perhaps he got into trouble with the wrong people or something or someone is holding something over his head. Michael has also stated that perhaps someone or people are using drugs to keep Christian away from his family, or his family may have been threatened should he return or contact his family. He was loyal to his family, and Christian loves his family and would not be gone for so long without contact. My opinion. We know that Christian was having some troubles, but what I don't know is who he was involved with or if he got involved with something and had to run. I wondered if something happened that night he left that sparked the decision to not return home, but still remain in the area a few days later. Where was he staying and what plans were being made in those days that he wasn't home? I also would like to know about the plans to go to North Carolina. Were those plans he wanted to pursue or just talk? The mother of his child mentioned that Christian said he could not state where he was. That leads me to think he was in hiding and for a good reason, since he cut off communication from his family. What could have been bothering Christian? Did he leave the state? Was he planning on returning home? From his father's account, Christian spoke with the mother of his unborn child at the time, three or four days after he disappeared, which would have been the 17th or 18th of July 2012. This means he was alive then and still had access to a phone. Typically, nowadays, you don't carry a phone book with numbers. Instead, you have your numbers memorized or in your phone. It was 2012. Maybe he could have had her number memorized and use a different phone to contact her. I mention this because it is not public knowledge whether the phone used to contact her was his phone or someone else's. I also wonder where are the other victims that were involved in the trafficking ring? Were they ever found? The reports say they could not be located, but is it because they went missing too? Or is it because they refused to speak to the police and could not be contacted and not formally missing? Because if all of the victims are missing from the trafficking ring, we have a bigger problem on our hands, and why isn't anyone talking about it? The identities of the victims that we could find could not be located. I believe this is because they were minors at the time, and of course it was still under active investigation. We also don't know if there were still minors at the time the DCPD and FBI got involved to conduct their investigation. Usually with trafficking organizations, there are several people involved from interstate and intrastate, a lot of inner workings, and could involve others you would not expect. And you can take this how you choose. I could not find no confirmation on which case regarding trafficking Christian was a victim in, in the D.C. Maryland area. Furthermore, the explicit videos involving minors have been removed from the internet. Witness protection was even considered on whether he was in the program, but though the program cannot say where the person's location is, 
All they can say is that the person is in the program and or they're safe. And this just does not seem to be the case for Christian. The disappearance of Christian Muse, to me, seems challenging to solve because it's a matter of retracing his steps and speaking to the people he was last seen with and to the people he may have been associated with. There's a thing called street code. And with this, it can make the case challenging, but not impossible to find answers. Because of the distrust between African Americans and law enforcement, the people who may hold information may have adopted street code and just aren't talking. And of course, the person choosing to protect someone else at the cost of a family hurting while trying to find their loved one. I wonder was Christian's phone records ever checked or was his phone pinged? This would give a location and then street cameras can be checked to see where he was and who he was with, even a car he may have gotten into. But with the onset of lack of media coverage, little effort from the PD to look into Christian's case, the time that has lapsed without a solid knowledge, at least publicly, of where Christian was days after he disappeared, it has made it difficult and with so much time between 2012 and today, in 2022. Ten years is quite some time, but if you speak to the right people, I believe they hold answers to his possible whereabouts or at least the people responsible for his disappearance. Even if he left at his own volition, where or what happened to him, and why. This case can be solved. The Muse family does not believe he would just stay away with no contact this long, and there has to be an explanation for that. The streets talk. People talk. Someone knows something. Yeah, Christian has had his run-ins with the law. However, that should not stunt the fact that he is missing and his family deserves answers. Now fast forward to 2022. It's now been 10 years, and where is Christian? Could he be lost and unsure on how to find his way home? The effects of drug use does alter the brain, and since he has been missing for some time, we just don't know to what extent of his usage. After listening to the in-depth interview that Michael did on Chandrea T's YouTube channel, it does seem like Christian left on his own since he was in contact with people after his disappearance. Except for his family. Just because he left on his own then does not mean he is okay now or still wants to be missing 10 years later. Do I believe he is still alive? Possibly. There is a high possibility, in my opinion, that Christian may be amongst the homeless population in a different state or may even still be in the state. Currently, Prince George's County has a population of around 900,000 residents and Maryland has a lot of different areas surrounding the county. It's by chance Christian may not even know who he is or where he is, or he could be held somewhere where he can't come home. With more media coverage, there may be someone who may have spotted him or can offer leads to his whereabouts. Because it's been 10 years and we just don't know what state of mind Christian is in or if he is on the street, he may look much different today than what he used to. Christian was last seen wearing khaki pants and a short-sleeved black shirt with white specks on it that resembles pepper. Christian has several tattoos, his initials, CM, under his left eye, a bird on his neck, his nickname, Twin, on the back of his hand, a Nation of Islam crescent symbol on his other hand, a gun on his midsection, and writing on both forearms. 
Christian was 19 when he disappeared and would be 29 today. At the time of his disappearance, he stood at 5'11 and was 145 pounds. I'm almost certain he left on his own, but why? Sure, people can start their life over at any time, but in a case like this, where he was known, he had friends in his area, and with the length of time, he couldn't have pulled this off with how long it's been, by himself. Something that stuck out to me is that Christian was still making calls after not returning home, but apparently those calls were not to his father, whom he lived with, his twin sister, or older brother. This lets me know that he did not want to contact his family, and that reason could be because he did not want to get his family involved or either he was trying to protect them from something. In that case, he felt he had to leave. Maybe Christian was in too deep with something. I also want to note that though he didn't contact his family, he may very well wanted to, but just couldn't. Moreover, he contacted the mother of his child and made plans to move to North Carolina with her to raise their child. I'm not sure what to think about this. He also could not share where he was at the time. This means he was somewhere or involved with something that certain people in his life may not have known about. But those involved with it do. And those are the people we need answers from. You know, I wonder does Christian's disappearance have a direct connection to the trafficking ring? the cousin who he was going to speak out against regarding the sexual abuse, or something else that we just don't know about. I also wonder where the PD and FBI are in the trafficking case since Christian's disappearance may directly correlate to it and the other victims. After all, it's been 10 years. So what do you think happened to Christian Muse? I feel like with Christian's case at this point, people just have to start coming forward the phone records, the calls after he didn't return home, and his steps after leaving home, and the unknown location he was at when speaking to the mother of his child. Until people start talking and coming forward with what they know, this case will remain open, unsolved, and very cold. If you have any information on Christian Muse, his whereabouts, or any information on his disappearance, we urge you to contact Prince George's County Police Department at 301-352-1200. Michael started a GoFundMe for Christian's disappearance. I've included the link in the description box or show notes. You can read and donate from your heart if you're able to. According to the GoFundMe fundraiser, Michael wants to accept donations from people who are willing so that the reward amount can increase. Michael has exhausted his 401k to put up reward money with hope someone would talk and lead him to Christian. May God bless you all. Be safe. And please share this case so others can be aware. Keep an eye out and most importantly, so we can all bring Christian home. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I'm hoping 
I'm praying and I'm believing that in 2017, I'll see my son. Now, empathize and sympathize for anyone else who's going through this, but that's my son. And And we just want him back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.